Welcome to So Dead, a podcast where we talk about some freaky shit. I'm Jen Carpenter. And I'm Danny Fairman. Happy True Crime Tuesday. And happy Taco Tuesday, deadheads. Hey, Danny. Hey, Jen. You know what's terrifying? The circus. Because of the clowns? I'm not afraid of clowns. I just, the whole circus in general gives me bad vibes. It does. Maybe it was because of the movie Dumbo. <laughs> the new one or the original one? I haven't seen the new one yet because it makes me cute. so sad. It is sad. Dumbo is adorable, but the story is sad. I never and liked it. As I've a kid. seen Water for Elephants. Oh, is that with Zac Efron? No, that's with Robert Pattinson. Oh, I know. Zac it was Efron one of is in The Greatest boys. Showman. One of those cute boys. See, but that circus is amazing. Like, Greatest Showman is one of our favorite. I love movies. the movie. Though was, I don't think that's, I have heard stories that that's not really how he no, was. I heard no. he was quite the a-hole. Yeah, so I, I just don't know. Even myself. as a kid, like circuses in general gave me like a vat, a vad vibe. A vad? <laughs> a vad vibe. I thought you were going to say vagina. <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of feelings did that give you? That's weird. <laughs> that would be weird. Can we, yeah. Let's get back yep, to let's it. Let's get back to it. Um, yeah, just circuses give me bad vibes. I've never really been a big fan. Again, not really afraid of clowns. Now, I say that, but we've got this festival of oddities coming up, and the right. whole vibe is a creepy circus. Right. But animal-free, people. Animal-free. Right. I think that's my problem, is the animals mm-hmm. and the thought of how they're treated and, and it's things like that. It makes me sad. So, um, yeah, how about you? How do you feel about the circus? I mean, when I was little, I loved it. Did you? Mm-hmm. We took Brendan to, like, the Ringling Brothers Circus when he was little, and he rode an elephant. And I'll be honest, I wasn't, like, my sensitivity towards the treatment of animals wasn't quite there. You weren't woke yet. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, shit, that's really not cool that yeah. they live in shackles. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I've read something recently about a circus overseas because, of course, it was overseas somewhere and not here. We'll get there maybe, mm-hmm. but they've started doing circuses with like lasers and holograms, so the people are real, but like the elephant that the girl is doing the tricks on is not real, but it looks like an elephant. Weird. I think that. I would wonder be if amazing. it's cool or stupid. The pictures looked pretty cool. Do they? I it mean, I don't know how stupid it- to me, but. <laughs> I don't know. They do some technology can be amazing. It can be. And it can be stupid. (laughs) Yes. Anyway. So this week, we're going to talk about just how tragically the circus can go wrong. Uh, Um, I'm going to tell a story that happens on September 26th, 1963. It happened here in Lansing. Lansing, Michigan, for you out-of-staters. Out-of-countryers, um, too. Oh, yeah. We've got listeners in Romania. I think Not that, to brag. I think that <laughs> that's fabricated. You don't think that's real? <laughs> I don't. I think it's just like a signal bouncing somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. If you're from another country and, and you're, you're listening, listen, shoot us a message so we know. Tell us where you're real. from. Because otherwise, technology can be stupid. Anyway, so on September 26, 1963, thousands of Lansing residents attended the King Brothers Traveling Circus in Logan Square, 
which is on the corner of Holmes and Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in yeah. Lansing. It's where they used to have the carnival when I was a kid. Yeah. That when I was young was okay to go to, but by the time yes. I hit middle school was terrifying. Why? Because it was dangerous. Oh. There were fights. There were stabbings. There were shootings. It wasn't it's... worth it for some cotton candy. I still went to carnivals, but maybe not right not there. Not that one. Yeah. I just remember they had hat ads over there. Yes. And they had a pet store over there. The pet store. Don't. We can't. We're already going to talk about so much sad animal stuff today, but that pet store did not have a good fate. But I rescued a pet from there. Did you? Mm-hmm. We had a cat. Andy, the one that. Um, <gasps> the zombie cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Crazy, right? It Anyways. is. Okay. So around 8 p.m., Raji, the dancing elephant, broke away from her trainer, spooked by something in the crowd. So let's explain, though, this kind of setup for people right. that aren't local. So it's a little different now because there are lots of businesses. There's businesses in there. Right. There was so, only one building back then, and it was one big L-shaped. Like yeah, like it was just, but the parking lot's gigantic. Yeah. So that L-shape sits far back from the road. Yeah, so there's a big L-shape. It's at a busy intersection. Mm-hmm. There's this big L-shape of shops and stores yep. uh, and restaurants, and then a humongous parking lot. It's not as humongous anymore because it's full of other buildings, but it right. was humongous and that's where they would hold this big enough to hold a circus. Yeah, because yeah. they did. Remember video to go over there. I remember video to go Hollywood video, which was right across the street. Yeah, that was my neighborhood. So those were all the. I mean, we walked we used to up go to, to video there to go all the time. I walked up to a man and thought it was my dad. <laughs> my dad was standing there watching me, laughing that's at me. <laughs> anyway, okay. So Raji, the dancing elephant, breaks away from her trainer because something in the crowd spooks her. She plotted through the parking lot into Arlen's discount department store. Oh, my God. Um, Probably just trying to get the fuck away from the crowd. Yeah, if there's a ton of people, she's going to go away from them, which if everybody's at the right. circus, then nobody's buying slacks. Right. <laughs> That's what they called them then, right? Slacks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Her trainer, the ringmaster, and hundreds of local residents followed her. So she's running from the crowd. They're running towards her. They're chasing her. So sad, really, if you think about it. Um, And not to mention, hundreds of people are following her. Like, can you see that in your brain? I can, like, I just picture it because to me, to both of us, we can see this place because... We've been there so many times. This was my neighborhood shopping center. Right. It's a couple miles from where you lived. We know exactly what it looks like. So the thought of an elephant, elephant on the loose in this space with people chasing it is nutso. Right. Exactly. Um, so after she caused thousands of dollars in damage, Raji forced her way through an emergency exit and set off on a frantic rampage through the streets of Lansing. Oh. So like she was in the store. In the store. Inside it, they must have had some big doors. Can we have been like the a big elephant in the room? <laughs> <laughs> can we dress the elephant in the room? It was a clothing store. I mean, can you? That alone was maybe probably she just like needed scary. a hat. A hat? Yeah, an elephant with a hat. Maybe. Okay. The three thousand pound sixteen year old pachyderm who was broken in at the world famous Ringling Brothers Circus traveled east on Holmes Road towards Everett High School as the crowd following her swelled. So again, this is home base for us. It's mm-hmm. 
running down a busy road towards the high school that is right around the corner from <laughs> your house. Right. Like the the thought of an elephant. I remember one We're running time. through my neighborhood. I like, remember one time my son was maybe five um, and we lived on the south side of Lansing uh, over near Ingham Medical Hospital. Mm-hmm. And I saw something out the front window one day and I looked and two peacocks were running down the street. <laughs> and I thought it was the craziest thing. It could have been pets. It could have been they escaped from the zoo because mm-hmm. they just let them wander at the zoo. But it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And those were just little birds with pretty right. feathers. Right. Could you, imagine, you imagine an, an elephant? elephant? That's crazy. No. So she <laughs> barreled through yards and neighborhoods, destroying fences, flower beds, and lawns. I would be so pissed. I know it. Um. On, so she traveled down on Mason Street, which is right near Everett High School. Okay. Um, she trampled 67-year-old, I don't know how to say this, Asa Sheetle. How's the name spelled? A-S-A? Asa. Asa. Didn't you watch One Life to Live? Asa Buchanan. Nope. Okay. She trampled 67-year-old Asa Sheetle. Oh, who stepped outside to see if there really was an elephant on the loose, like people were saying. Yep, there was. There was. And you got a close look. That's so sad. That's awful. Um, by the time he saw her, it was too late. She knocked him into the ground and stomped on his midsection. Mm. She fractured his pelvis and caused internal bleeding. Oh, no. She then chased after a group of terrified teenagers who were able to elude her between houses. And then she disappeared into the woods. So right now there are no woods over there. But there were woods over but there at there some point. There were woods over there at this time. And she sought refuge. Over she was there. just trying to get away. She really was. She was afraid. Um, so for several minutes, no one knew where Raji was. Police tried to break up the crowd, but people are so fucking nosy that they had to stick around. Raji's trainer, Bill Pratt, pleaded with officials to keep everyone under control. Like, yeah, like get, get them out of here. Of the right. Crowd. So if he's her trainer, he knows what it's going to take to calm her down, and it's not thousands of people right. screaming and frantic. Right. I'm sorry, but if there's an elephant trampling people, I'm going the other fucking way. <laughs> right. What like what what Ass. was wrong with people? Right, I'm not chasing you. Um, so he's tr- explaining to people she's just scared. If people would only go away, if the police would just stand down and turn off their lights and sirens, he was confident he could calm the young elephant that he referred to as his baby enough to get her back to, excuse me, her pen without causing any more harm. Right. So sad, but. The mob had grown to over 4,000 people at that Ugh. point. So hundreds were at the circus. Now there's 4,000 people there's chasing down a loose elephant. Can you imagine 4,000 people running down your street? No. That'd be scarier than the elephant. Along with an elephant. Right? <laughs> um, some of them had guns. Oh, my God. And all of them were screaming and shouting and being loud as hell. Oh. Um, Raji, who is scared out of her mind, comes out of her hiding place. And she took off once again through a residential neighborhood. The police tried to head her off with their vehicles, but she charged at them. Oh so God. that'd be scary, too. Yeah, no shit. Like on the flip side, that would be scary. Yeah. 
The crowd chased her. People fired their weapons at her. Aww. Like shit was bananas. At some point during the chaos, Raji spotted her ringmaster. She went after him, swinging her trunk wildly as she followed him through the yard. Yardza. Ignoring him as he screamed commands at her. Hmm. Mm. Trainer Bill Pratt saw police draw their guns and begged the crowd once more to just go away. He still had hope that he could salvage the situation. But when the ringmaster cowered behind a car in an attempt to shield himself from Raji's attack, the frantic elephant, elephant began slamming her head against the vehicle in an attempt to roll it over on top of him. Oh, my God. She managed to tip it onto two wheels as the horde of spectators closed in. Ugh. This is a nightmare. Like, this literally sounds like someone's nightmare. It doesn't it does. even sound real. No. And the fact that enough. it's real and happened in our neighborhood Around is the corner. insane. So insane. Um, and the fact that I've never heard this story... Like, it's not something it's, it's that's ugly. really... It's it is ugly, ugly, but... It's story, and it makes people sound awful, because we are awful. Mm -hmm. In the driveway of the home located on Fenton Street, which is, like, the next street over from Mason, I think, okay. um, two police officers unloaded over 30 rounds of ammunition oh into God. the elephant in front of thousands of onlookers. Oh, my God. I know. I'm so... This just makes me sad. It makes me sick to my stomach. Uh-huh. Bill Pratt collapsed, grief-stricken. When Rajiv finally fell, locals shot at her a few more times, just for good measure. Oh, my Motherfuckers, God. seriously. Um, Pratt lay next to Rajiv's body and cried while the crowd was still gathering. Hmm. Some of the people were crying with him. Some were yelling at the police for murdering a beautiful animal. Um, um, I That... They had no choice at that they point, really I didn't. feel like. I I don't think it was the police's fault. I think it was the people's fault. Yep. Uh, right. What You put her into a frenzy, and now she's endangering human lives, and I don't think they had a different right. option. Right. It's sadly. really come down to it. It's still an animal we don't yeah. understand. Um, But worse, some people were posing with her and, like, smiling and taking pictures. Oh, that's so gross that's to me. disgusting. Um, but Bill Pr Bill Pratt placed the blame solely on the crowd. Yep. Damn those people. The stupid fools don't obey the police and leave her alone. So the cops have to shoot her. And now I've got a dead elephant on my hands. Mm. Raji's rampage through South Lansing lasted just over 30 minutes and covered a path of about two miles. Homes, cars, and businesses were damaged. Several people were injured, a few of them seriously. In the end, Raji was the only fatality killed by the audience who had been watching her do the twist on command just an hour earlier. Yeah. It's so sad. That's really sad. That's insane. It's it's why I hate circuses. <laughs> They're just it's just not what is meant to be. Right. It's not you're not meant to travel with no gigantic majestic animals right. and teach them to do fucking dances with little hats because How then shit get like rid this of her can body? happen. I think they took it to MSU. I mean, but like to where? You I know I, I think mean? they took it out to the medical the because there's the veterinary school out at Michigan State University. I think they I think I remember reading that they put mm. her like on a flatbed and took her out there. Could you imagine seeing that? Driving down the road. Driving through the city. Sad. It's like Ugh. that. Have you seen recently there was that alligator? 
Oh yeah, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I it really bothers me that that picture was posted of the alligator dead. So it's someone different. had a some. It started with someone saw a alligator right lying dead on the side of the road in a neighborhood right in Michigan. And that would be like, what in the hell? I would freak the fuck out. Yep. I might take a picture just so I could prove to people that I saw a dead alligator. Right. Um, I may even post it. I'm not going to lie. I may post it and be like, you guys. But then it turned out that it had been somebody's pet. Right. And that's when you take the picture down. For what, 21 years? I know. Wally the alligator. I mean. It escaped and someone hit it. And And it was like mangled. Yeah. So like, can you imagine your pet? A picture of your pet mangled on the side of the road. Like, so, that's so it's upsetting shitty. enough that people were sharing it, but then all of the news outlets posted the same picture when they posted an article about it. If you interviewed the family, couldn't mm-hmm. you get a picture of it like in its pen? Right. Because if it was a horse that got run over, well, right. I guess you couldn't run over a horse. You could hit a horse. It'd probably kill you. If though. it was any other sort of pet that had been right, any I think sort that's of just... pet that had been killed, that there was an article about, it wouldn't be a picture of the pet's dead body. Right. And I think you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I don't want to say that people were being insensitive or like being malicious, but I think it was just that's not how we associate an alligator. They're right. not pets. Yeah. I mean, obviously they are, but. I think you might I be mean, surprised to find some, out how many people have mm-hmm. pet alligators. Well, and then just this, was it the same day or the next day, someone found one in their backyard in Jackson, which is just uh, like a 30, 45 minute drive. I Another would, pet alligator escaped and was in someone's backyard. I'd lose my mind. Is it? Honest. I wonder if it's alligator mating season and they are oh, just like, maybe they're on know. the prowl. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely has has the feelings of that Mm -hmm. but at least now we're a social media mob versus a mob of four thousand people actively chasing an elephant down the street right so weird oh my god all right well i've got one that is equally shitty so you ready i'm ready all right probably not i already feel sad but go ahead all right this is really dramatic, my opening for it. I don't know. Oh, I must have been in a mood the this day. Yeah, I must have been in a mood. So here we go. Okay. It began with a tremendous crash, screeching metal and splintering wood. And then came the screams from hundreds of circus workers, maimed and trapped in mangled cars. And the roars of terrified and dying elephants, tigers, lions, and horses. The sound was so deafening you could barely hear the town's fire whistle as it blew. Frightened residents of the small village raced from their homes to the source of the commotion. The carnage was hard to see at first. Hissing steam billowed from a wrecked locomotive engine clouding the night sky. I told you it was really dramatic. Where was this at? I haven't said yet. Okay. I am get. I am get, building I am up jumping to ahead. it. I thought maybe I dazed out no. and didn't. Hear. It was three. <laughs> Thanks. Go on. Here I am crafting I this know. story for you and your dazing. And I'm not listening. I'm listening now. It was 3.45 a.m. on August 7th, 1903, and one of the worst rail disasters in Michigan history had just occurred in Durand, a city about 40 miles northeast of Lansing. In 1884, a livery stable owner from Peru, Indiana, by the name of Benjamin Wallace, founded a circus known as the Great Wallace Show. 
The show quickly became the third largest in the country behind only Ringling Brothers Mm -hmm. and Barnum and Bailey, which are the two we were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier. It took two trains, each 35 cars deep, to transport all of the animals, workers, and equipment from city to city. The Great Wallace Show was known for its impeccably trained animals, highly skilled trapeze artists, and elaborate equestrian routines. I just want you guys to know right now that I just said elaborate equestrian routines in one take. I'm going to be stupid here, but what's equestrian? Equestrian? Horses. It is. Okay. Yeah. See, clearly I don't ride them. (laughs) Well... Go on. That's fine. I just asked uh, the question that somebody else was asking. To okay, in their I, head. and I appreciate it. <laughs> on August sixth, nineteen o three, the circus performed in Charlotte, Michigan, which is a small town just southwest of Lansing. Their train left for its next destination. Nope, I can't say destination. I can say Elabria Equestrian Routine, but I can't say destination. <laughs> right. That's how my brain works. <laughs> their train left for its next destination around midnight. The August 7th show was scheduled for Lapeer, Michigan, which is about 100 miles northeast of Charlotte. So they had quite a ways to go overnight Mm -hmm. and then get a whole circus set up. Um, As was required, the second train traveled about a half hour's pace behind the first. The trains traveled through Lansing, then out toward the Thumb of Michigan, which is where Lapeer was. About 3 a.m., the first train stopped in Durand at the Grand Trunks train yard about 1,500 feet west of the Oak Street crossing. They hung a red light on the caboose to signal to the second train that they had stopped. A short time later, train number two came barreling down the tracks. In the cab of the second train were engineer C.M. Probst, fireman H.E. Coulter, and head brakeman William Benedict. All three saw the red light with plenty of time to stop, but they couldn't. Because the brakes weren't fucking working on a train. Could you even imagine that moment of, like, panic? No. The men stayed in the cab, trying desperately to stop the train until they were about 25 feet from the caboose of the first train and collision was imminent. At the last moment, they all jumped, suffering only minor scrapes and bruises. Their co-workers weren't so lucky. The rear cars of train number one was where the workers bunked. That is where as many as 10 to 15 of those killed were sleeping when the collision occurred. Many more were injured. Among those killed were trainmaster James McCarthy and chief detective A.W. Large. I don't know enough about trains to tell you what that means. I don't know what, like, I don't know the positions of people on a train. Um, but they must have been pretty important because those are the names that were mentioned in almost every article, mm-hmm. uh, along with a man named Special Officer Foley. Foley was asleep in the same bunk as McCarthy and Large when he was awoken by the sound of the crash, then felt himself flying through the air. Moments later, he was buried beneath beams of wood, injured and bleeding, Mm. but alive largely because of a tin card case he kept in the breast pocket of his jacket. His shirt was torn and the card case was dented from large shards of wood that, if it weren't for the card case, would have pierced his lungs and heart. Oh my gosh. The majority of those injured and killed on train number one were in the rear cars. Now it gets worse. Great. The majority of those injured and killed on train number two were those in the front cars. And the front cars is where they kept the animals. An Arabian horse, three camels, a Great Dane, and an elephant named Maud were among those killed in the crash. 
Many other animals had to be put down due to injury or the inability to safely contain them in all of this chaos. They're in a a town. You can't just have lions and tigers loose. Right. Uh, All of the animals that died that day were buried right there along the railroad tracks at the site of the crash. What? They're all still there, yeah. Could you even imagine, like, if they're doing construction someday and someone digs up an elephant skull? But, yeah, they just buried them right there. Just it was easier. Yeah. Um, That's just nuts to think about. Very nuts to think about. Um, 17 people were killed instantly in the crash. Their bodies pulled from the rubble and laid out along the railroad tracks until they could be taken away by the undertaker. Several others died from their injuries. The death toll is really inconsistent from article to article, um, but a total of anywhere from 22 to 27 people died as a result of the crash, and over 70 others were injured. Due to the horrific nature of the crash and the nomadic lifestyle of circus workers, you know, people just run away and join the circus, Mm -hmm. um, undocumented, no papers, no birth certificate needed to enroll, um, many of the victims were unidentifiable or just right. unidentified. Those who were identified were listed in papers across the country the next day. The names of the dead, their ages, where they were from, uh, those taken to the hospital were named with their injuries and their statuses listed, which today would just be the biggest tip of violation in the world. Right. <laughs> it was just uh-huh. all right. out there. Um, but it was the turn of the century and newspapers did not hold back. Here's an example, and I swear to God, I took this word for word out of a newspaper clipping. John Thompson, aged 36, single, Peru, Indiana. Internal injuries, contused face and head, right leg fractured both above and below the knee, condition critical, will probably die. (laughs) I mean, it's not funny, but that's what it said. Will probably die. That's bananas. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy to me. I read these old articles uh-huh. and I just am like, what? You yeah, can't there's a say lot. That. Like now we'll say like the such and such block of yeah. addresses. They will you can see addresses, you can see I'll tell you what was very exciting for me though, looking up these articles, because this is from nineteen oh three. One of them I found and I actually clipped this, maybe I'll post it on our page. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just an ad for the white star line for a ship. Like the Titanic was part of the White Star Line. It was just an ad for a route they were running That's crazy. where you could buy a fare for like 10 cents or whatever. But I was like, the White Star Line, it's Titanic. And it was just a, just an ad that they placed in the paper. It was so cool to see. That is anyway weird. Uh, rail service was back up and running by 9.30 the night of the crash. So they got it mm-hmm. cleared up and all out of there wow. uh, in less than 24 hours. Ten bodies went unclaimed and were buried mm-hmm. in Lovejoy Cemetery in Durand. The stone obelisk marking their graves reads, in memory of the unknown dead who lost their lives in the railroad wreck of the Great Wallace shows. Oh, that makes me sad. Somebody go put flowers there. Yeah, we'll go put flowers there. So you would think that something like this would put an end to the Great Wallace shows, right? I mean, it was the, right. both their trains, both well, of their I trains. Mean, it wasn't even just one of them. Product, right. too. I mean, really, when you think about their animals were their product. Right. So they're done, right? No. Wrong. They got even bigger after the disaster in Durand. In 1907, Benjamin Wallace bought out another circus called the Carl Hagenbeck Circus, and he renamed his show the Hagenbeck Wallace Circus. But a fancy name change did not protect him from further tragedy. 
In the Great Flood of 1913, which caused death and destruction across the Midwest, but primarily in Ohio and Indiana, Wallace lost eight elephants, oh my 21 lions and tigers, and eight performing horses. Holy cow. Right. No cows. <laughs> no Martas. <laughs> no Marta cows. Um and then in 1918, another catastrophic train crash, eerily similar to the crash in Duran 15 years earlier, occurred. The Hagenbeck Wallace Circus had just finished back to back shows in Michigan City, Indiana, and was traveling through the night to Hammond, Indiana for their next show, which was just about 45 miles away. Mm-hmm. They still traveled with two trains, and while the first train traveled on toward its destination, the second train stopped on the tracks shortly before 4 a.m. for maintenance, but not before putting up several stop signals. A short time later, an empty train used to transport soldiers deploying to the front lines of World War I came flying down the tracks. Oh, no. The conductor was asleep and therefore didn't see the stop signals, oh, no. so he blew right past them. He slammed into the circus train at full speed, killing dozens instantly and trapping many others beneath the wreckage. Within minutes, the kerosene lamps that hung in the hallways of the wooden cars set the entire train ablaze. People could be heard screaming from where they were trapped inside the train, begging to be put out of their misery before Mm. they burned to death. This time, the loss of life was much greater for the Great Wallace Show. 86 people were killed including performer Millie Jewell, the girl without fear, and the entire family of chief clown Joseph Coyle. Over 100 people were injured. Many of those killed were burned beyond recognition and could not be identified. Many of the victims are buried in a mass grave at Woodlawn Cemetery in Chicago in an area known as Showman's Rest, The grave is memorialized by a large stone elephant, its trunk drooping in sadness. Hmm. 56 victims of the Hammond train crash are buried in the mass grave. They're all in separate caskets, but it's just one gigantic fucking hole. I've actually got a picture of it that we'll put on the website. Okay. Yeah. I want to see that. Um, The engineer that fell asleep at the wheel and caused the wreck, Alonzo Sargent from Kalamazoo, Michigan, was charged with manslaughter, but the jury was deadlocked and a mistrial was declared. Wow. The Great Wallace Show, a.k.a. the Hagenbeck Wallace Circus, ceased operations in 1938. Thank fucking God. Yeah, that was doomed from the beginning. Look, all of these people and all of these animals that died for this man's profit, that's That's, nuts. You're right. That's gross. I didn't even think of it that way. He's in purgatory forever. (laughs) That's a tortured soul. For sure. I tried to find information on what, you know, what became of him, how he died, when he died, blah, 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 but I couldn't find anything. Mm -mm. Bummer. His name was too basic to find him anywhere. Maybe somebody knows. Mm -hmm. Somebody might. Yeah. That's crazy. That is a crazy story. I know. That's like one bad event after another bad event. After another, and he just kept plugging away. That's crazy. He was a circus freak, circus freak. (laughs) Anyway, um, so it's file dumb time. Yes. We're going to talk about our weirdest quirks. Weirdest quirks. I have so many. I am one big fucking weird quirk. <laughs> Same. Like, that's mine. I was thinking and thinking and thinking, and I'm like, I am just one big one. I don't. Well, I'll give you mine, and then maybe, maybe that will help that. you come up with All something. Right. So I... 
as you guys all know, I love tacos. Mm-hmm. I have a greater love in the food world, and it's lifelong, and it's daily. Um, I have to eat a bowl of cereal before I go to bed at night. Really? I have to. If I don't, if I'm busy, if I'm tired, if I'm not feeling well, if I'm too lazy to get up off the couch and decide I'm just sleeping on the couch tonight, I will wake up at like two or three in the morning and I have to eat cereal before I go back to sleep. That's an- I probably that need weird. therapy about it. So what's your favorite cereal? It changes. I have to have a variety. Okay. But probably tricks, which is so bad for you. It's so bad for you. All cereals bad for you. All cereals bad for you, but I fucking love it. I have it with skim Cereal's milk good. at least. Skim milk? Yeah. I like, I like catching like crunch, shrugging. but it... <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like... kind of doing a dance and shrugging like... It's my cereal mm-hmm. dance. <laughs> <laughs> I like catching crunch, but it tears up the roof of my mouth. Oh, right? It yeah. does. You got to let it soak for a little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, no, probably tricks. But that's my weird thing. Have to have cereal literally every night before I go to bed. That is weird. I know. Dave, Did that help? Did Dave, you come up with mine? One? Dave would know. Dave, tell us something about your quirky wife. I get really annoyed with clutter on my counters. Okay. And like if Dave leaves something out, I will take care of it like in an annoying way. Mm-hmm. But I fucking have a mess all over my counters and it's okay for my mess. So it's okay for you to be messy, but nobody else can be messy. Mm-hmm. That's Is that a, weird? That's, that's a little just quirky. kind of bitchy, I think. <laughs> more bitchy than weird i don't know i mean there's so many but i like the pressure of thinking of one what would you say danny's so quirky she can't think of a quirk i know i think a weird quirk also is that i don't remember things (laughs) is that a quirk or is that a that's also another personality trait (laughs) no it's really bad i think that i have i need vitamins for my brain I don't remember anything. I have to write things down. That could just be stress. It could be, but I feel okay. Um, I got a weird quirk. I have to peel the plastic off electronics. I think everybody has to do that. I don't know. Dave doesn't give a shit about that. I do. I I think that's an OCD thing. I get very angry. If somebody else does it in my presence. Oh, you have to be the person to do it? Yes. Oh, I just thought you meant that it couldn't have it on there. No, I have to be the person to peel it. Is it like a satisfying feeling? It really is. It's so do weird. Do you like to pop bubble wrap too? Mm-mm. No? No. Just the peeling? I thought you were going to ask me if I like to pop pimples. I was going to say, no, I don't. No, I have blocked that. <laughs> What's it called? Dr. Pimple Popper? Oh, my God. I had There's to only the one that I, I like want to watch. To, no. And I'll watch it over and over. I've told you how I feel about like bodily fluids. Yes. No. Gross. There are some of those that are so fucking gross no. though. And I'm, I'm like, no. I'm literally about to gag just thinking about mm-hmm. the topic. I'm with you. Let's move on. Okay. So anyway. Right. So yeah. I love to peel plastic. <laughs> okay. She's a plastic peeler. Do you like to peel dead skin? Also gross. Oh, yes. Like sunburn? Gross. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's Danny's quirk. <laughs> she likes to peel things. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at So Dead Podcast. You can also find us online at SoDeadPodcast.com and email us your feedback and story ideas to SoDeadPodcast at gmail.com. Now get out there and shine. You magnificent what the fucks.